0: Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. Hey everyone, I hope you are having a positive and productive day. I am confident that today's show is going to leave you feeling inspired and believing that you are the best you in the entire world. I would like to introduce you all to Marissa Williams. She is a believer, wife, mommy, nurse, survivor, and dynamic diva. But above all, she is first and foremost unapologetically, Marissa, a pediatric nurse of 13 years and as of 2019, a certified nurse practitioner. Marissa is a breast cancer survivor of one year. She went one round with cancer and won by a knockout. She's a dynamic diva as an independent consultant with Paparazzi Accessories, a $5 jewelry company where she makes sure that every woman, man, child, dog, cat, and rat is wearing amazing, affordable quality accessories. Well, Marissa also believes in the fact that we decide how to make every day whether it's great or otherwise. And we only get so many days, so we must make the most of them. So it took 30 years for Marissa to embrace this, but she is now dedicated to celebrating herself every single day. And Marissa, we thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm positively charged. We like to start at the beginning. So please tell us what was that moment when you decided to stop wearing all of these different labels of wife, mom, nurse, daughter, and truly connect with Marissa?
1: So I'm going to hit y'all with the facts right away. I'm going to hit you with it, Laura. Um, honestly, and I hate to be so cliche about it, but I had to hit the bottom before I realized You know, all of those titles and all of that didn't matter. Um, Kind of as you said in your intro, and we've talked about it, um, you know, I was 30-something years old, and all of a sudden, one day, don't know what happened exactly, that broke the camel's back, but the camel's back broke. And I was overwhelmed with anxiety. Um, I was overwhelmed with depression, so much so that it sent me to doctor's visits to the hospital and all of that, and um, I, I realized, like, what, you know, what is going on? I, I, I am a, a wife. I, you know, I have this beautiful husband. I had, at one time, at that time, I just had one child. I love my child. I had this amazing career as a pediatric nurse. Basically, I had all that I wanted. I own a home. I had it all, so why was I having anxiety and depression? These were things people would want. I had the titles, um, but I, I wasn't fulfilled and I couldn't figure out why, because again, I had it all. So that was one piece of it. Um, and then I, I, I decided uh, to take the road that some people don't take. I went to counseling and kind of had to unpack some things um, and realized that I hid behind my titles. I was afraid to be unapologetically me, um, because I didn't know how other people would handle it, how other people would take me being as I am. Um, so that's just kind of, we'll stick a pin in that. All right. Um, so I thought I had figured it out. I went to council and everything was golden. My life was better. And then in 2019, um, you know everybody's making their resolutions in January, and I don't make resolutions because I don't like to lie to myself and <laughs> and all of that good stuff. But I, I, I said, um, and as you said, I, I am a believer, and I and I appreciate everybody's different beliefs. But I'm a believer, and I said, and I had a conversation with God right before January, and I said, I want you to do a greater work in me. You know, I. Want I, I mean I'm living my life, I'm a nurse, I'm and passing people's lives, but I want to be, I wanna be greater. I want to do something greater, you know? And so um I got my answer. In July, I got my answer. Um, and July 13th, 2019, I got a phone call and it was a radiologist who said, Marissa, it is what we think it is, you do have cancer. <sighs> And so at that moment, I knew my resolution, or not my resolution, but my desire was being fulfilled. The request that I had made known was being fulfilled that this was the time that a greater work was going to be done in me. Um, And to kind of go back, I, I know I'm talking all around your question, but to go back, it was at that moment that I realized I had to be unapologetically Marissa. You know, it didn't matter that I was a wife. It didn't matter that I was a mommy. It didn't matter that I was a nurse. This evil thing had found me, Marissa. And so beyond all the titles, I was now, you know, pro- essentially naked before this this big diagnosis. And so um, I realized at that point, I only get so many days. Yeah. And I can continue to fulfill the, the, the expectations of all these titles and be overwhelmed by all of them, or I could just be me and enjoy being me. And so I think it was at that moment that even beyond the anxiety and depression of years before that I realized that I'm going to spend the rest of my days being who I'm designed to be.
0: Okay. So you've said a lot. All right. So let's go back. All right, let's uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. That, that's a good thing. You did a great job. I just, I want to make sure we go deeper on some of those things. Okay. So let's go back a little bit. So take me back and and Marissa, I think almost everyone, regardless of where they are in their life, I think everyone at some moment in their life has almost had a sense of guilt come over them where they say, why do I feel down? Or why am I upset with the life I have? Others would be, you know, they would kill to have my life. They they would want everything I have. Why do I have the right to be sad or be upset or be have anxiety? I think at some point, everyone has done that. So, that's the first thing. And I think one of those things is recognizing it, right? Because, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting. You, you spoke about you're a believer. The, the lesson at my church this weekend was actually about, openly speaking, about people experiencing anxiety right now. And they actually gave a quote that prior to COVID, one in five people suffered from anxiety. They said during COVID it's 50%. 50% of people are actually experiencing it. Okay, so you have all these different emotions that you're experiencing a few years ago. Okay. So you recognized I need to act. I need to do something. I'm going to and I'm going to seek counseling and you worked through some of those things. But that didn't really get you to the point of where you're like, "Okay, now I realize" every day needs to be the best day I can have. And, you know, they they say that when you go through something very traumatic, whether it's with yourself or a family member, it could be someone else went through that trauma, you go through that that type of thing. But Marissa, how do you, I'm curious, how do you keep your mind that way? Because I think we all get caught up in, being mommy, being wife, being nurse, being friend, being daughter, being all of these different things, how do you recommend people stay focused on actually understanding this day is gone? You know, we're going to go to sleep tonight. That's it. It's the past. How do you continue to live that way every day?
1: Um, I just have to constantly keep it before me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Constantly remind myself, um, A, you know, A, I have this thing that good or, b- good or bad, um, usually I associate with bad, everything is time limited, hmm. you know? So even in the worst moments, I had a manic Monday today, it was crazy, the computer wasn't working, this, that, and the third, it's time limited. This will not last forever, and this too shall pass. And so I think that, a, that, that can be said for negative, but also it can be said for those positive moments. I um you know used to be one of those people that I always had my phone out when I was at an event um, and I was capturing the moment, but I wasn't living in it. And so now I'll go to events and I'll have one picture and it may be at the beginning because I have to keep reminding myself, you've got to be in the moment. And so I think that that's important for all of us to, to remember is constantly reminding yourself to be in the moment and, and realize that it's okay to have those down moments. It's okay to have those sad moments. You're not always going to be positive, Patty or Paul, you know, you're going to have those moments. Um, and, you know, sit in your vulnerability and experience those down moments, but then pick yourself up brush yourself off and I think too as a believer that was hard for me to even go to to counseling first of all um because you know I feel like God handles it all but I am proud to say that I have Jesus and a therapist so it's 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 all good you know
0: that's part of the reason why therapists were put here, right? Yeah. Because they're there to help. So absolutely, yes. totally agree. Totally agree with that. Now, you do believe in having a positive mindset. I know that's part of kind of your thought process. And how do you stay in a positive mindset? You know, yes, you're going to have those moments, but what are some things that you do to keep that?
1: Um, to just keep, a, you know, a positive mindset. Um, one of the things that I, I I do is realize that I have this cup and it's, and it is, and it's, and it's full, but, and I can pour into my husband. I can pour into my children. I can pour into my patients, but I've got to keep some of that for me. And that was the initial part of my, um, anxiety and depression is that I was pouring from an empty cup. So I had to tap into, what do I enjoy and really get to know myself? Um, I enjoy helping others. That's why I want to tell my story and explain my story. I enjoy helping others. And so I think, you know, maybe that was why I was given this mountain to show other people that it could be moved. And so, um, so yes, it was a big mountain. But I, but again, it tapped into to what I enjoy. I enjoy, as we've talked about a little bit, um, giving joy to other people. I call it jewelry joy with my accessories company that I'm a part of, but I enjoy giving joy to other people. So you really have to, you know, kind of quote unquote, I mean not to be, you know, you have to you stand before yourself and really expose yourself be naked before yourself figuratively and say, what is it that gives me joy every day? Um, and then you just constantly have to wake up with that mindset.
0: I love that. Uh, and that is great advice. And the cup really is a wonderful analogy, right? We, we all know that, or, or the analogy of the putting on your own oxygen Before you help someone else. A lot of times we're so busy helping, helping, you know, trying to be there as the caretaker and the nurturer of everyone else that you forget about yourself. And Mm. when you're in the best positive mindset and you're healthy and you're strong and you've taken care of yourself – you can help that many more. So I Mm. love that. And that is a great way to think about it of, you have to have always something in your cup in order to give it to others. And, Mm. you know, again, you know, this whole, in our society, especially now, I'm actually curious of your thoughts on this, especially now, it's tough that in a social media world, people are constantly seeing this, they quote, the highlight reel, right? Everyone sees the highlight reel of everyone's fantasy worlds that, you know, only the good stuff is out (laughs) there. And sometimes, you know, people get sad about seeing that where their friends or their colleagues or other people are doing all these amazing, wonderful things. And, you know, they're feeling, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not doing that? So I'm actually (laughs) curious, what's your opinion about that?
1: You know, I was I was just thinking about that right right as I ended talking about the other thing. You know, sometimes we get so caught up counting the sprinkles on somebody else's cupcake that we don't find a joy in our own. You know what I'm saying? I like my own little cupcake. You may have, you know, a few more sprinkles, but you have to you have to find joy in it. And you have to realize again, like you just said, it's a highlight reel. You know, that that person is still getting stuck in traffic. Just like you are, that person is still stubbing their toe. Just like, but they're not highlighting those parts. And so you you have to realize that social media is is, is a facade. Um, we only, you know, show you what we want to show you, and. And, and I think, you know, I'm honestly think that you do, you do. And I think that was part of my anxiety and depression in the beginning is that these people are doing all of these fabulous things. And they're so far ahead in life right. than I am. But, you know, I always tell people because people have faulted me for doing the same thing. Oh, Marissa, you make everything so rosy. You see my glory, but you don't know my story. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I had to go through a lot to get to this point and you don't, you don't see what I lost in my losing season you know um well now i I tell everybody what i lost in my losing season because i want them to know that there is two sides to it that it's all it's not all peaches and cream
0: absolutely totally agree and so take it in increments right like maybe don't consume an over amount of social media because sometimes sometimes that can add to anxiety you know if you get a little too
1: much yeah you need those breaks you need those social media breaks you need you know, to step away and kind of do your own little yeah. spiritual maintenance for, for a little bit and just take social media for what it yeah. is, you know?
0: Yes, exactly. So, you know, you mentioned something the very first time we met. You You just alluded to it a little bit earlier, but you had said about you had to climb the mountain to show the strength for some people that maybe feel they can't climb the mountain. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know I was very touched the first time you had mentioned it, and I would love for you to share it.
1: Yeah. So my thing is, I always tell people I was given this mountain to show other people it could be moved. I was diagnosed at 35 years old. That is five years before they traditionally say, unless you have outliers, like I had a family history and stuff, that you should even be diagnosed. So I was not even, um, you know, the 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 face the face of it. And so, um, you know, why was I given this mountain? I never said, "Oh God, why me?" You know, I, I knew why me because in January I had said. I want you to do a greater work in me. And again, I am more of a vocal person. I am not afraid, but some people are afraid. And if I can save one person's life by them going to an appointment or whatever, then I'm going to do that. Is that everybody's ministry? No, that is not everybody's ministry to to be so vocal. But I think that I was used as a vessel as a result of my ability to just be so verbose and loquacious and all of that stuff. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, that's not everybody's ministry, but it definitely is mine, and it's something that I don't shy away from. And I'm glad that I have the mouthpiece to 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 show that this mountain can be moved.
0: Yes. And that is so important. Just what you just said. If it makes a difference of one woman that goes and and says, oh, I've been putting off my appointment or oh, you know, I don't I don't want to do that because of other things that are happening. No, you still have to go to those appointments. You still have to get your testing. You still have to listen to your body, right? We all have to listen.
1: And I don't limit it to just breast cancer. I know we get caught up in the breast cancer thing. But, you know, there are men who don't go to their annual yeah. checkups there, you know, and it, it's beyond, you know, the doctor It's go, you know, you might need a, you know, a mental checkup. You need to right. go to your therapist. You need to go to your dentist. You know, yeah. dental health is attached to heart health. You need to do all of that. Um, but, you know, it's just a checklist for yourself. To I, I want to express to everybody. It's not just about breast cancer. It's so much bigger than that.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. So now since that, okay, so thank goodness you are good to go at this point. Thank God. And yes. you even have a new baby, right? You even went through. Wow. So so what was that of you're going through all of this and then you, you find out you're pregnant? Like that's a whole yes. nother set of emotions coming into <laughs> right.
1: play. Yes. So um, actually, before I found out I had the breast cancer, I was, I, like I said, I was 35. I went to the doctor because I was 35. And I was like, well, you know, I'm interested in having another baby. Let me, and th- thankfully, I do have, a you know, the medical background. Let me just go do lab work just to make sure everything's a go. And so I, I, I did. And one of the things the doctor kind of even kind of put it in at the last minute. Oh, Marissa, you got this family history of breast cancer. Let's go ahead and just check that off the list so we don't even have to worry about it. Not a big deal. We're going to do it. It's just going to be something that you're going to check off the list. Okay. And so I did. And that first mammogram didn't look so good. And so they said, um, okay, let's, let's do another one. And it didn't look so good. Okay, let's do a biopsy. And it didn't look so good. And so, um, you know, so there was a pause in my plan. I had planned to go in just to kind of do some things to to, to to prepare me for pregnancy. And I had a pause in the plan, but I gave birth to something much greater. You know, I, I, I gave birth to a bigger story, a bigger testimony. And at the end of that, um, because of my form of breast cancer, it was tied to hormones. I chose to um, be very radical in my approach and I'm not not ashamed. I used to be ashamed, but I'm not ashamed. I was very radical in my approach um, just because of my family history. I cut my losses literally and had a double mastectomy. Um, And then after my double mastectomy, I forgot that I was even, you know, I'd really forgotten about the baby to be completely honest with you. I was so tied up in this cancer thing that I forgot about the baby completely. And about two weeks before I was supposed to have a second surgery, um boop, you know, I decided to take a pregnancy test. And literally, when I tell you, it didn't even i I mean literally, immediately, it was positive. Aww. And I said, "Wow,
0: Look you know." At that
1: everything had come full circle. And I have a nine-year-old daughter. She was eight at the time. And I did tell her in age appropriate terms, you know, what was going on with me. I don't tell her too much, but as she ages, I give her a little bit more. And so I asked her, her name is Layla. I said, Layla, do you you know why mommy had to have surgery? And she said, yeah, God allowed you to have surgery so that you could have this baby. And I said, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Aww. So, so now we are blessed. We have a, a four month old, his name is Lathan. Oh. And, um, you know, everything has come completely full circle. Look at that. That I, That I, is I, I a birth testimony and a baby. <laughs> Absolutely. That
0: is exactly right. All right. So at least if there's, so there's not enough happening here, Marissa, you've survived cancer, you've had a chi- another child, your second child, and then you're also a pediatric nurse, of course. And then you decide, oh, let's just throw in paparazzi accessories on top of that. So I'm just curious, like what spurred you to say, okay, you know, um, I'm doing all these other things and it's all about, you know, I I understand my path, but let's do something else. So tell me what that moment was. And I know you get a lot of joy out of that. So tell us a little bit as of, you know, how that makes you feel and why you continue to do it.
1: So, um, like I said, we put a pin in it earlier, but in paparazzi actually came as a result of the anxiety and depression, episode.
0: Ah.
1: um, because again, I was pouring into everybody else. I was, you know, giving them the enjoyment of having life, you know, taken care of by mommy and wife and everything, but I didn't have anything for me. And I've always loved accessories. I've always Um, love the beauty of it. I've always liked dressing other people up in in accessories as well. And so that was my thing. That was me being able to go into my room of jewelry that I have and being able to just put together jewelry sets or just show jewelry and find joy in it because um, I, I, I like doing it because I do do jewelry shows on social media at least once a week. And people find joy in my candidness. Obviously they find joy joy in my jewelry, but it's just a time for people to just disconnect, especially in this COVID society that we're in and just disconnect and find joy and pleasure in something simple. And again, it helped me get through a rough period in my life. When the cancer came in, a lot of people thought that I would stop. But again, this was my time away. This at when I'm in my jewelry room, when I'm in my zone, I'm not a mommy, even though I hear mommy, you know, from the other room. I'm not necessarily a wife because my family has given me that opportunity to just be the dynamite diva. Um, but I can just go in my zone and go in my room of jewelry and either if even if I'm meditating while I'm putting jewelry together or whatever, that's my space. That's my zone. And so I enjoy it and I enjoy sharing my space and my zone with people through social media.
0: I love that. And, you know, even just listening as you are speaking of it, a couple of things. One, you can feel your passion and your love for it. So that's wonderful, right? So there's the first thing. The second thing is what, again, a reinforcement of what you've already said. So many times, especially women, we are always thinking of giving to our children, to our spouses, to our work, to our families, and we're always last. We're always that last person, but that Mm -hmm. amount of time, that joy, and, and I'm very glad you said something very good there. You said, yeah, when I was going through cancer, everyone thought I would stop, but Marissa." That's the moment you needed it most. I need it. That's when you needed it. So, that's an example to everyone. Whatever that thing is, right? Whatever that self care is, whether it's meditating, whether it's listening to a podcast, whether it's reading a book, taking a bubble bath, whatever it is, don't put it at the bottom of the list, especially when times of stress come especially because that's more when you need it. And a lot of times we think, oh, I know, I've got such a busy schedule, I'll just cross off, I'll no longer do that for me. But that's when you need it most. So I love that you're sharing that because that is
1: so, so important. And, and go ahead, yeah, go. And and another thing I was going to say too, because I guilted myself at first, um, because mm. I am such a faith-based person, I thought that God and Jesus should be enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, why, why do I need something else to fulfill me? But I had to step away from that. I had to realize that all of these beautiful things, no matter what your belief is, whoever you believe your creator is, but all of these beautiful things were created so that we could find enjoyment in them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not doing anything illegal or anything like that. So I have this, I can enjoy And yes, Jesus can be enough. Yes, hallelujah. But but at the end of that, again, like I had Jesus in a therapist, I got Jesus in jewelry, too. So, you know, it's all good. Again, that's why it's
0: here, Marissa. That's it. (laughs) You know, that leads me to a question. Your father is a preacher, right? So you grew up as a preacher's daughter, which I'm curious, what was that like? Like what you know, growing up, I I, I don't really understand that part of. It in terms of, yeah. I would think at times that could be challenging, and times that could be extremely fulfilling. It's a kind of a. I'm just from your perspective. What
1: was that like? So so yeah, my dad is all my whole life. My dad has been a pastor. He's always um, been the head of a church. Um, I am grateful for my for my dad because while my dad, of course, was was my pastor he was always my dad yeah. first. And I appreciate him for that. I also appreciate my dad and I call him Danny. I'm Danny's girl, but I appreciate him because, um, he, he realized that that was his calling. And he realized that while he was raising me to have the beliefs that he had at some point, he was going to have to let me go. Now I didn't stray. I still, I still, I still kept up with it. But my dad gave me the space to believe on my own terms. I love that. And I think that that is a beautiful thing to be to be given the freedom to believe on my own terms. Um, because at the end of life, when I stand before God, I can't say, "Well, my dad is a pastor, and I'm not gonna get on in on on his path." You know, I've got to be able to stand on my own accord, and so um, it is challenging though because people believe that you should act a certain yeah. way, and you, you know, yes, I'm, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm a believer, and I try to be Christ like, but I ain't there yet. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I ain't there all the way yet. You know, um, my, my crown it probably is a little tarnished <laughs> right now, but um, so you know that's challenging, and then you know then to um, especially in my culture um the the pastor's family is is held in highest esteem i'm sure yes yeah. and so if you do anything that somebody else who is not a preacher's kid, it's it's taken so yep. completely differently it's looked at completely differently which should not be the case no. um but you know it is what it is but i i i wouldn't take anything from my journey and i, I feel like i am so enriched because of his life.
0: That's wonderful. And and it's great that he did recognize that, you know, here's the teachings, and then mm-hmm. as an adult, you make your decisions. So that's so wonderful. But that's exactly what I was alluding to. Usually... Yes. The pastor's family is like held at a higher standard mm-hmm. and, and kind of like watched to see yeah. what's going, what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see that, especially as a teenage girl or that, you yes. know, when you're coming yeah. up and and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of in the spotlight. But that's wonderful. It seems obviously yeah. you you handled it very well and you turned out yeah. wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, people, you know, people think, oh, I'm such a holy roller. And I and I and again, I, I, I love me some Jesus. But I'm one of those type of people, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. So Ah. I would, I would, so I'm not so overt in my approach. People would be like, what is it about, Marissa? Is uh, you're seeing the sermon. You're not hearing me, but you're seeing the
0: sermon. Huh. I never thought of it that way. But that is that's really good. I love that. (laughs) Love that. All right. So Marissa, if it's that one piece of advice that you want to share. You know, that one thing of if there's one thing you heard on this podcast at this moment, what do you want to leave?
1: I want to leave kind of again. Well, kind of two things, to be completely honest. Sure. Um, The first thing we've already alluded to is that you only get one life to live. You got to ride that thing till the wheels fall off. And I'm one of those people. Once the wheels fall off. I'm still going to ride on the rims for a little bit and then I'm going to get out and I'm going to walk and finish the journey. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to to, to do it all because um, I never want to live my life thinking my shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, I, I, I don't want to be at the end of my days thinking back on the things that I could have done. Um, and then the other thing is I always tell my pe- people, especially at the end of my jewelry lives. Glitter, sparkle, shine, but above all that, please be kind because everybody is going through some kind of battle. They may be coming out of it, going into it, or just right in the hurricane itself, but you have to be kinder to people than than, than, than you even think you are being. You really need to be kind to people because, again, I was silent about my journey for just a little bit, a couple of months, just so I could process it. But again, I was going through something and people were being mean and cruel. And so it puts perspective on, on everything. And then I also say another thing I say, and it's not, um, you know, preacher's kid correct necessarily, but I always tell people, talk to everybody. Learn life lessons from everybody, especially with my paparazzi uh, team of ladies and men that I that I helped to lead you know, I always tell them, talk to the pimp and the Pope, everybody <laughs> along the spectrum, because you can find everybody, like you said um, last Thursday, everybody has a story. Everyone has the a story. The pimp has a story, the Pope has a story. And we and, can uh, learn
0: from all of them.
1: And and there's beauty in both of them, Yes. you yes. know, um, and we can learn from the story of both of them and gain so much. And then we could be a blessing to both of their lives in so many different ways. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I would leave is just enjoy everybody because everybody has a story. I
0: love it. I love it. All right. We're going to end with how can people learn about paparazzi accessories, follow you, learn more about, because Marissa, this, this has been so valuable. Thank you so much for opening up and telling your story and sharing your story. I know it's going to certainly leave people inspired and motivated. And we just thank you for joining us. So how can people learn more?
1: Absolutely. So I'm an open book. I have, I actually have a public Ooh, Facebook page. Um, it's Mar- You can find me on Facebook as Marissa Williams. I do not mind people following me um, and being my friend on Facebook. I am an open book. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it out there um, because I want you to be on this journey with me. and I want you to see it all, the good, the bad, the ugly. So you can follow me, um, Marissa Williams, for my uh, paparazzi accessories. I actually go live on that page. And then I have a VIP group on Facebook and it's Marissa's Paparazzi Pieces VIP group. All right. And then I also am on Instagram. And on Instagram, because there's a lot of Marissa Williams somehow, I am Williams Marissa on Instagram. But you can definitely find me there as well. And then, um, of course, I have a paparazzi page. Uh, we... Um, Paparazzi website, we get new inventory daily, Monday through Friday. It posts every day Monday through Friday. And so that's www.paparazziaccessories.com forward slash dynamite diva.
0: Yes. And I've checked out the the her accessories and they're beautiful. They're so inexpensive. And absolutely yeah five dollars so definitely recommend ladies check it out and marissa you are a true joy we wish you all the best in everything best to family everything and be well take care thank you bye Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at Positively Charged Podcasts. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.